And so if you're if you're a crappy person by yourself, you're gonna be a crappy person married, right? If 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 you aren't joy, if you're not full of joy as like nothing happens when you say I do that magically turns yourself, magically turns you into this person. And I think society has told us that, but it's it's just not true. I've heard that from so many married people that I thought all oh, this is going to happen, but the work is still on me. Like the work is still on you to heal from some of your trauma. The work is still on you to um, uh, discover your purpose, to work in your business. Like all, like the work is still, it's <laughs> still on you. It doesn't, it really doesn't shift. I said, how did you wake up this morning? <laughs> What's up, girl? My name is Rika, and thank you so much for listening to Single You, the podcast. Whether you've been listening for a while or you just stumbled upon me. Hello, I am a certified NLP life coach. Now, NLP, let's get nerdy for a second. It's Neuro Linguistic Programming. You can Google the rest of that if you want to know the rest of the nerdy stuff, okay? So I'm certified in that area, a.k.a. the single girl's life coach. I am a self-love coach and a boundaries coach. Listen, I got that boundaries and that self-love on lock, okay? (laughs) All right, so I am your host and also the founder of this podcast and Single You Academy, which is my online coaching program, community, and resource for single women. Now, before we get into the episode, let me just put a little disclaimer out there, all right? I am not a licensed therapist, so I am not to replace a therapist. But I will say this, a lot of my clients, they have me as their coach, and then they also have a therapist. Because it is my job to hold you accountable to the things that you say that you want. So if you want to stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser, you need help on that self-love and boundaries area, then I would be the coach for you. And maybe one day that coaching relationship with you and I, yes, yeah, it's me and you right here, hey, <laughs> will happen one day. You can always reach out to me. My Instagram is open to you. On Instagram, I am just me, Rika. And of course, I will put my name in the show notes. All right, that's it. I'm your host, Rika, and let's get into the episode. This is Single You, the podcast. And we have a wonderful conversation coming up with five of my very good friends, um, two who are becoming my very good friends, three of them already my very good friends. And we're going to have a conversation about being a successful single woman, how we feel about singleness all around. Singleness is not a punishment and you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. So here's the deal. I'm going to introduce them one by one. Sitting on my right, I don't know what it looks like for you watching on Facebook, but maybe it's the left, I don't know. But I'm pointing to my right. This is my right hand. This is my best friend, Desiree Rose. And Des is like, dude, you have seen the growth of my business, what I've wanted to do. It makes me kind of like tear up because you have been here literally since the beginning when I was like, I'm going through this thing. My life sucks right now. I think I got abused. Um, And you were there for me and helped me um, definitely walk through that. I mean, we've had so many conversations about. Because I was like on my singleness journey and then you, and then we were both on it together. Yeah. It was so much fun. And I would say like, well, fun, right, I was scary. Say, right, right. It sucked, but it did form like a bond that I'm like, I would, this is my ride or die. Like come for Des, 
Okay. Good luck. Exactly. Good luck. So um, Desiree Rose, thank you for being here. And now one by one, I'm going to bring into the room. Um, First, we'll start with Adriana. Adriana was just on Single You, the podcast about three weeks ago. She is the author of I Am All Right With Me, and she's the founder of Actually I Can, a digital platform emphasizing the importance of self-care and mental health. Adriana devotes her time to ending the stigma of mental health and start the conversation about suicide, depression, self-esteem, and self-love. Adriana, yay! All right. And obviously we're gonna hear from everybody here in a second, but I just wanna bring everybody into the room. Next, we're gonna go with uh, a Howard Bison who graduated from the Howard University, excuse me, the Mecca. She is from Be More. Her name is Carla Thomas. Fly Carla is her name on Instagram and Twitter. She is a writer, a stylist, a TV host. Carla is a multimedia creative hailing from Baltimore, like I just said, and of course, graduated and cultivated at the Howard University. Yay! All right, and now let's get into Cameo, who also graduated from the Howard University. She is the host of the Good Girl podcast, and she is all about holding space for women. And she allows women to go on her podcast, the Good Girl podcast, and men this season, to confess, because we all have some confessions. Welcome, Miss Cameo King to the room. Yay! All right, and last but not least, uh, she is becoming uh, a good friend. I actually met her, we were on the same stage when we spoke at Dietrich Haddock's church in California. We were on a a platform like this, so we didn't go to California, I wish. Um, But that's how we met, and I was like, I need to know you, you're dope. Um, So Tatiana Green is a speaker and a multimedia content creator with a passion for writing. In 2012, she launched her blog, blissforsingles.com, to encourage millennial singles in faith and love. And in 2016, Tatiana published her first book, Journey to 30, A Single Woman's Guide to Living Unapologetically Without Deadlines as she embraces her 30s. Tatiana plays and lives unapologetically for Christ in South Florida. And let's bring Tatiana to the room, yay! Um, the first thing I wanna do is hold up everybody's pillows. Tatiana, I know you didn't get your pillow yet, but <laughs> yay, right, right, you can, exactly. Um, so now I wanna go around the room and ask each of you, why did you choose that pillow? Um, and Adriana, we will start for you, uh, with you and I will take your mic off right now. First of all, thank you for being here, Adriana. (laughs) Of course, you start with me. Um, (laughs) So I chose this pillow because, A, it resonated so much. So much. Um, As as you discussed, I'm really big into just healing and finding that inner worth. And so, especially when it says, do not do all that healing. Like, don't take, uh, don't go to therapy, you know, do those solo trips, do that journaling. Pulling back those to go back to another broken man, no, ma'am. So I loved this pillow. It was literally me in a pillow. So of course, I had to select this one. Can you um, read it real quick? Yeah. So it says, "Sis, do not do all that healing just to date another broken man." Yes. Love it. Love, love it. it. All right. 
now, um, yeah, we may have to get into your skydiving uh, <laughs> that you did, Adriana. Um, all right, Fly Carla. Okay, mine also says, sis, don't do all that healing just to date another broken man. Um, I wanted this pillow because my empathy levels is so high, and sometimes it gets me in trouble. Like, mm -hmm. I am always, like, empathetic. I want to see the good. You know, I want to sympathize. But honestly, like, I am not a therapist. So <laughs> I did not go to school for psychology. Um, so I was like, I have to always tell myself that I want and I deserve a whole and healthy, mentally healthy um, man. So I was like, I need to always see that, like, I am not a therapist. I cannot help you. I can support you, but I can't do it all. And so I wanted this um, pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like sometimes a lot of men just, they love to dump like their emotional baggage on, onto women. And, you know, like they have been saying there are studies within this pandemic that men have realized that they don't even have any male friends yeah. um, to reach out to. And so that's why, like, a lot of guys, like, hitting me up. I'm like, uh-uh. Like, you just say right there, you stay quarantined, homeboy. Um, I am not the one. Exactly. <laughs> so that is, um, this pillow definitely resonated with me. I love it. I love it. All right, Tatiana, do you remember which pillow I ordered for you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I got the happiness over history pillow. I thought that was so cool because oftentimes, yes, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Oftentimes, I don't know. That one just stuck out to me because like oftentimes we stay, we stay in situations longer than we need to. And I kind of saw it not just in romantic relationships, but in friendships, in seasons that we thought we were supposed to be happy in. Sometimes you just got to go because God said, go ahead and go. There's something better in the next one. So I, I really like that one. We as women, because either we have a child with him or we've been with him since Carla, you and your ex college, um, we think, but this is, I have so much history with him. I hear that excuse a lot. So they think, oh, I, I should stay. That means I should stay because, you know, I, I even have one, uh, one girl that was in my DM. She said, yeah, but everybody always says, you know, relationships don't last like they used to. And I'm just like, okay, there's so many layers we can talk about that with. But also, if this isn't making you happy, why is that the reason why you stay? Because society tells you relationships don't last like they used to. Yeah, and like, who's saying that? Yeah, and who, like, who is they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and also, we talked about this on uh, Anthony Does a Podcast about how back in the day we had to be married to men. So that's why, honestly, a lot of relationships with the baby boomers and previous- We were traded like cattle, so Yeah, we had to have a husband, <laughs> have a credit card and a house, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, all right, and then last but not least, Cameo, what pillow did you choose and why? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Rika. Uh, excited to be with, in this pillow party with everyone. But I, I chose the one you guys are just talking about, happiness over history. And I chose that because I've really been on this journey. It was a happiness over, and you can insert anything right there. Um, but I've really been on this journey of focusing on my own happiness, focusing on my own joy. And so 
whatever space I come into, whether it is a platonic relationship, whether it is, you know, just friendship, that I I am the holder and I am responsible for my own joy and my happiness. That's that's the thing that drew me here. Cause I think a lot of times in our relationships, there's an expectation that this person is going to, you know, take us to another level that we never experienced. I, I think that that is something that can happen, but for them to be solely, like they need something to start with. And so if I'm not heavy or if I'm not full of joy, what am I contributing to this space? So um, that's why, that's why Joe's happiness over his career. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, so Cameo was also on Single You, the podcast, and your episode is titled, Can You Only Find True Joy in Relationships? And we had that conversation because that's what society will make you think. You are single, therefore you are missing out on this joy that exists only if you're in a relationship. And it's like, no, <laughs> like that can be a joy. What my parents have is beautiful and that's great. But that doesn't mean I am less happy or my life will suck or be less than people who are married, even if they're happily married or not. Like, no, life is life and we get to choose and design it. And so, Des, what pillow did you choose? And then I will show mine. I chose, I chose this one too. Yeah. Because, uh, well, like I'm in a relationship now, so I was like, I felt weird about having single stuff all over the house. <laughs> but um, also because I am like similar to, um, I think it was Tatiana, who said that, like, you know, it's not just um, about men. It's like every relationship I had in my life from 24 and before and i felt like it was like this constant like well we have history so i deserve all your happiness kind of thing like mm. and that's just like not cool i don't know i like i like being happy and i don't think just because we have history means that you deserve um something from me you know like yeah. i i i deserve to be happy too just because we have some history together doesn't mean you can you're treat entitled me like trash, yeah. yeah you're entitled to some to my happiness and my joy or so. even entitled to you like yeah again because a lot of people use and that's why i have the pillow because a lot of people use that excuse they use that history excuse well this means we have to be together yeah they um, like whip like beat you over the yeah, head with it like yeah yeah so um, obviously I have all the pillows, but <laughs> I am going to highlight this one right now. Singleness is not a punishment because it is definitely my tagline as well as, um, happily single. Uh, it's obviously in a lot of my branding and things that I say, because I, again, as we were just saying, you can be happy and single and still desire a husband as well or not. Um, Carla was on single you, the podcast. And we talked about that. Like, I can be happy single. And I remember coming up with this because a lot of people think that just because you're single, it means you're lonely or sad or depressed. You cry yourself into a pillow at night because you don't have a warm body to sleep next to. And I'm always like, listen, I would rather have moments of feeling lonely than be in a relationship and be lonely and feel like those are have been all my relationships in the past. I've never had a relationship that was healthy ever. Um, so that is why uh, I put that on the pillow as well as singleness is not a punishment because again, I heard a caller this morning when I was listening to, I don't know what radio show it was, but she was saying how she just couldn't understand why she was 32, had a good job, this and that. And she was still so sad and hurt that she didn't have a man 
and she felt like it was a punishment. And I'm just like, listen, people, do you know how hard it is to find a love of your life? It's hard. That's a hard thing to do. So it's not like men are just dropping out of the sky for every other woman but you. So I just, I want to get us out of that space. Now, Cameo, on the back of the pillow, did you look up the scripture? I did, yeah. but I did look, I, I did look it up. I did look it up. Okay, okay. Um, and what did you remember? I, 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 I don't, should I paraphrase? So basically, it's better to be single um, by the Apostle Paul, by the, by the, um, one of the main writers in like, the Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look what yeah. you look what you have time to do when you're single. You can you can write a Bible. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, right. Um, and the reason why, uh, which by the way, if you're just tuning in, welcome to my single you uh, pillow collection launch party. It's a pillow party right now, um, and we were just talking about the pillows, and of course, we're going to get into a discussion as well. Um, but the reason why I put the scripture on the back, I actually got that idea from, from forever 21, because if you go shopping at forever 21, if you look at the bottom of the bags, they have John three sixteen, And I always thought that was dope. Forever 21 was like, wink, we Christian y'all. Um, just like, uh, uh, wink. And I, and I wanted women to get that wink from me, but also to know where my heart was coming from. I'm not a man hater. I'm not telling you that single is the only way. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is I believe that society, the church, whoever we want to blame it on, does not tell both sides of the story where Paul does in that scripture. And in the whole first Corinthians chapter seven, he talks about, listen, it's great to be married. And if you have that fire, he calls it a burning inside you. You might want to get married. But if you don't, it's cool. There's beauty in marriage and single. And I just don't feel like both sides of the story is ever told. It's like the goal in life, get married and have kids, good luck. And then we're just stuck here feeling like singleness is a punishment because we didn't get this goal. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for being here. I want to talk about some of the things that I have either read on your blog, seen on your Instagram, you've said to me in conversation. And I want to go deeper because all of y'all are dope. I be I, This girl, all y'all in conversation when we're talking, I'm like, Women need to hear this stuff. This is the stuff. This is the stuff. So Cameo, we're going to talk with you uh, first. I remember one time you told me in conversation um, because I had this girl, actually, I think she was trying to sneak diss me. And she, she caught, she, yeah, exactly. Chelsea was like, what? Yeah, girl, listen, <laughs> she put a comment on one of my Instagram posts and she said I, something about, I like your message but I need to know if you've ever had a successful relationship because I only like to be coached by people who've had successful relationships. And <laughs> because I have Jesus in my heart, I just said, <laughs> I said, I don't really understand your question. If you have one, please send me a DM or something like that. I was really nice to her. But when I sent it to Cameo and Carla, cause we're in a group chat, Cameo said, I just feel like people, I mean, there was a lot that you said and we're going to go into it, but the gist of it was, she goes, I'm not, I'm not really sure what she was trying to say, but I feel like people don't understand that you can have an unsuccessful single life. Like you can have an unsuccessful relationship, nor am I a dating coach, by the way, (laughs) I'm a boundaries coach and a self-love coach. So I'm not sure why I need to have a successful relationship for me to be able to get a transformation out of you. 
So Camille, do you remember that comment? And what did you mean by that? Um, I do remember that comment, clear as day. Cause even when I read it, I said, oh, that's good. <laughs> but, but, um, but a part of it, you know, just came from me knowing that first of all, Rika, your intent is pure, you know, to sincerely transform the hearts, to sincerely instill, um, you know, these values that are, that our identity isn't wrapped up in a man, isn't wrapped up in a, in a relationship. It's really not wrapped up in anything other than for us, for believers wrapped up in Christ, you know? And so when I think about, um, uh, you know, what does it mean to be like, how, how am I, how did I get to where I am and how did, how did I get to experience joy? Cause I also know I haven't experienced joy. I also know that, um, there were like, there were parts of my evolution and I'm glad that I have evolved, but if I was still there, I really believe that I would be squandering my time as a single person because, um, if suppose I'm going to get married in six months, there will be things that I cannot do, uh, you know, because I am, you know, my time is occupied otherwise that I could have done when I'm single. Or there are things that would contribute to my relationship that I developed as a single person, right? And even there are so many single people who never get married, who are beautiful, who are glorious, <laughs> who contribute wildly to this society. Um, and my thing is that they had to grow, they had to transform, they had to evolve. And if you think that you can, like, you're just in a sense at this, this base level until you get married, that's a complete lie. Like you're lying to yourself. And even, even if you do believe that was true. So even if we say fo we followed that logic, if, if, if you're here your whole life and you get married, like you're going, you're going to stay there. You are still, you're still not contributing anything to that relationship, anything. So, because two parts make up that whole. Ah, uh, so I got asked, um, whose podcast was I on? I was just on somebody's podcast and I don't remember, but anyway, she asked me, do you think you are truly happy single? And do you um, desire a husband? And I said, maybe about desiring a husband. But I said, yes, I'm happily single. And I know it because I don't think about it anymore. I'm, I'm no longer like, where is my Boaz? Where is whatever? And I believe that I filled it now with this. This is my purpose now. I believe that what I went through um, was because of this. And I, I truly believe that I'm walking out God's purpose for me now. And I know my cousin Linnea, she said that to me one time. She was like, girl, you, you had a need. Uh, you filled it with your purpose. And now look at you. Now you're just coasting. And that this is where I want to be. So if God's will for my life is to have my Boaz or whatever, um, like you said, I will be happy and he will be happy and we're going to be happy together. I'm no longer like, well, I need that guy to start whatever life. I'm supposed to have that people say you get after you get married and have kids. Yeah. So it's, it's so, mm -hmm. I was going to say, it's so, in, it, it's so interesting that you share that in terms of, are you sincerely happy? Because I think the question, hopefully um, that she was trying to ask, like, how do you know that you're really happy? And even for myself, Rika, and I think you asked me this before is like, I, I sincerely enjoy myself. Like I, I really, <laughs> I really do enjoy my, like, 
if it was a camera in my apartment, y'all probably like, what? What is wrong with this girl? Like literally, I have fun by my listen, don't let a Howard band song come out. Uh, uh, you know, it's just it's, like I I sincerely enjoy myself. I find the things that I love to enjoy. That doesn't that doesn't say I don't want to enjoy it with someone else, but this is where we are. I have fun. I'm good. Exactly. Um, all right. Did anybody else want to speak on that comment? Um, otherwise, we'll move on to what Carla said to me once. But um, anybody else want to speak on that, Fez? Or I just love everything that she said. Yeah. I was like, yes, yes, queen. <laughs> yes. I've been there. I was like, I was fine with being single for the rest of my life rather than being a crap relationship. Yeah, like, exactly. give me, I like me, yeah. you know, more than I like someone other people right you know, right so. exactly <laughs> um all right and single is an option too and for those of you watching if you uh, have a question go ahead and type it in the comment section are you enjoying this conversation i would love to know and my pillows are on sale so uh the website is scrolling at the bottom they are on sale for you to buy um support me i'm a black woman i'm a small business owner and i just gotta say i yeah. love this idea because you and i have been putting sticky notes all yep. over our house know, for affirmations like yeah. why didn't we never think of this right before this is perfect exactly exactly <laughs> so all right um actually before i go to carla i want to let's go to tatiana i'm gonna mix it up because i'm like howard howard how okay let's do tatiana um you said that you i was reading um uh, I sent you a questionnaire because you're actually going to be on a solo episode of Single You, the podcast. It'll be you and I. And you said that being single can be a blessing if you have the right perspective. What perspective do we need to have? What did you mean by that when you said that? Uh, thanks for having me, Rika. Um, yeah, I love that. And I talk about it a lot on Bliss for Singles. I think it came from a personal experience. And it also kind of touches into what Paul was saying in the verse that you shared, right? Because it's like, if you have a God perspective, or if you allow God to shift your perspective from uh, a place of brokenness, a place of desperation to a new perspective, like the one he wants to give you, one that has peace, one that has a little more understanding, a little more nuance as to where you personally are, instead of what you think think you're supposed to be in your timeline of life. Um, God is inviting us to let go of those old mindsets as we become new creations in him in the seasons that we're in, right? So it's like, yeah, you can grow up with the fairy tale mindset and you can be heartbroken and you can have all this, this wrong perspective because Maybe society taught you, maybe you learned on your own, maybe your parents set you up for the okie doke. We don't know. <laughs> but when you meet God and God's like, look, daughter, I have more for you than what you think marriage is. Let's not put God in a box because some of us, even believers who may have a healthy relationship with him or even a healthy understanding of what marriage is, we still, as human beings, go into marriage with some expectations. And so God is like, I need you to think a little bigger because <laughs> my thoughts are bigger than your thoughts. He will download some stuff into us to get us to think soberly about it, to help us to go into it with a wholeness mindset instead of I'm only half because I don't have my other half like society has taught us so many times. Um, and it's so 
people looking at it. Yeah, I feel like people uh, misunderstand because uh, you know the Bible talks about how He took a rib from Adam and created woman or whatever. And so everybody, I've heard people say that before, and I used to believe that too. Is oh, I'm just looking for my other rib, aka mm -hmm. half, as if we're half, but we're right. whole. We're whole already. Um, we're whole already. Yeah, and I loved how you said. Um, getting rid of the fantasy because we have that a lot, whether it be from Disney or not. Um, mm -hmm. So I know a little bit of this answer already, but I would just love to ask you here on the live, had anybody had a conversation with you, even though you grew up in the church, just like me, had anybody ever had a conversation with you about what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship? Uh, let's see. I think answering your question and going off of what I, Remember, I definitely saw some unhealthy relationship dynamics in my household, like growing up as a child, like I would see my parents fight and they ultimately divorced. There was a lot of turmoil in that, but it took me a while, like well after adulthood, like after 18, to learn some healthier habits, healthier examples of what marriage looked like. And so when I look for either marriage examples or marriage mentors. I look at the little things, the little details. Like for example, my pastors um, here in Miramar, Florida at Cool Church, woo woo. One, one of the things that attracted me to that church is that they as a couple honor each other. And so that really drew me because honor is so important to God and he emphasizes that in our everyday relationships and especially marriage. And sometimes people in relationships take advantage of each other. So the honor factor is huge. So I look for that. Now I look for other things too that relate to like the fruits of the spirit and practical, healthy, dynamic stuff. I, girl, the honor thing, it reminded me of the scripture where it says, outdo each other with love. Like we, I want to be in competition with my husband. Like I bet yeah. you better today than you can love me. Like that's what God wants to do. Like I have this healthy, fun, childlike, competition mm -hmm. um, in, in marriage. So just that idea that love is supposed to be hard and love's supposed to be a struggle, especially for certain communities, especially for, for women, we're kind of taught to believe that we have to endure more than we should. And I know we've been, we're going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just like, this generation of women, we're kind of fed up. And I think that's one reason why there's so many single women, because we're not tolerating the mess that we've seen and we're not sticking around anymore. And so these pillows are very timely to keep us keep us in remembrance of what we said we weren't going to deal with anymore. <laughs> it's canceled. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we're canceling the, the dysfunction that we may have saw or may, may have experienced on our own relationships. And we're waiting. We're willing to wait for something better, something healthier something that's aligned with God's will for us. Listen, I wish I would have made this event three hours because <laughs> I mean, yes, we, as in Cameo and I, uh, Carla and uh, even uh, Des, we talk about that all the time. And that's, um, that is my, um, I would say one of the things that I drill in the most in my coaching program, Single You Academy, like just because society and rappers and their little girlfriends are presenting to you that you must be this ride or die chick 
does not mean that that's the way that it goes. There is an option of a healthy relationship. I literally had this conversation with my boyfriend today where he was like, you know, I said, you're not being very supportive right now. And he's like, I can't believe you say that you'd say that I've been so supportive. I'm like, yes, you have been so supportive today. You're not. And just because you've been supportive doesn't mean that today you get a free pass and you get to say, you know, whatever you want to say, that standard is still the stand that is that this is the least I will accept. So you dip below. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to check you because I'm not okay with that. Yeah. You know? I love So I remember, and in fact, we'll just go to Desmax. Um, you said so many things to me. And what I wrote down is the greatest lie told to women is that you have to be dating when you're single. But before you even get to that, I remember when Des one time, I wonder if you remember this, you mm -hmm. said to me, imagine a world where women hold their standards so high, essentially raising up a whole generation. Wouldn't that be nice? We have, we Listen. have power. <laughs> I'm you going to bed. I'm going to bed. I'm, that's it. If we, if we did that, do you remember saying yes, that? I mean, and what like, did you if mean? We, yeah. like, yeah, if we had, if we set the standard of what we will accept, like all of us together is when we're like, you know what? Screw this. This is where the bar is. Like all of the guys that don't want to meet that, they'll just die alone. And then the rest of them will have to like raise up to that level. And we get to like, you know, take, let's just take over the white house. Let's, you know, let's do it. Like, why not? Because one of the truest thing is you teach people how to treat you. You do. And, you don't get, yeah. we just talked about this. You yeah. don't get what you deserve. You get what you accept, which is like, that was the other big lie we've been told. Oh, you, <laughs> you get what you get or like you get what you, you know, the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. That's just a great way to be a doormat. I mean, you're not going to get what you deserve. You're going to get whatever you accept. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, shout out to Dominica. Shout out to Victoria. I'm so glad you're watching. Also, um, let's see, my friend Kiera, she goes, you're at a, a different uh, place yeah, a now. Place a place of peace. Love it. Uh, and Dwayne, my cousin says, excellent point, Tantiana. Love is not supposed to be um, uh, hurt. hurt. Biggest misconception. Exactly. Um, so if you're just tuning in, we're having my launch party for my pillows. They are out here. Tatiana's is on the way because I got <laughs> Right. All of my girls got theirs, but Tatiana's is running a little late, but that's okay. It's on the way. These pillows are for purchase. This is part of my brand now. So if you would love to have these affirmations um, as you're walking around your house, put them on, obviously on your bed, your couch. Consider me your homegirl in your head. So when your ex texts you, and you look at this pillow, you're gonna be like, what would we could do? Oh, she would tell me not to answer, so let me not respond. So there we go. All right, so I want to get to um, Carla, uh, and then if we have time, we'll come back to your other yeah. comment. But Carla, um, I remember one time, I think we were in a clubhouse chat, and you said something, <laughs> I was like, she's so right, it is. You said that being single is so loud, and you wish that it wasn't. What did you, do you remember saying that? And then what did you mean by that? Uh, I do remember saying that. And just everything in society just lets us know that we're single, right? Like even the government, like with our stimulus checks, you know, like you're getting more money if you have, if you're married and you have kids. And it's like, 
but single people need money too. <laughs> like, why don't I need my coins too? You know, or even like, I was at like the gynecologist and she's like, are you single? When's the last time you had sex? I'm like, girl, this is a lot going on. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> you my gynecologist, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, it's, it's literally just everywhere and everything that you do. And, um, and if you're struggling in your season of singleness, then I think it definitely can be way too loud, right? Because you're always hearing it and oh, like you're applying for a job, you know, like just everything, applying for insurance, like it's just everything. And then um, if you run into an old friend, if you are, if, if someone's looking at your Facebook page or Instagram page, they're like, oh, they still single, you know, like. It is literally just embedded and embedded in our society. Um, and I feel like if you're not, if you have not reached that point of happiness and contentment and joy, then it could be very loud and too loud and you're going to always hear it. Yeah. So how do you handle, because I know that this has happened to you. Um, a couple of times, and I'm sure that it happens to a lot of us, maybe not during COVID because we've had time to ourselves, but when we go to the family barbecue, when we go to our parents, when we see our old the question, I don't know if I've the question, the question they all ask us is, where's your man, kids, what have you? Does that happen to you, and how do you respond? Yeah, you know, I check everybody. <laughs> like, I'm over it. You know, because at this point, I am good and grown. You know, like, would I have checked you, like, a couple of years ago? Like, no. But at 35, about to be 36, it's like, mind your business. Like, ask me anything else. Like, I would go home and, like, my father would say something. I'm like, I'll check him, too. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> like, ask me anything else about what I got going on, you know, how I'm doing, how I am literally feeling as opposed to, um you know like where's your boyfriend or like my father likes to always reference um an old college boyfriend i i had to check him on that too like look we need to leave him alone like you need to let that go you know that has been years ago i'm like there's nothing about him that means or makes him my man moving forward so you know i think you have to literally just let people know to mind their business it's boundaries <laughs> you know um and just ask women women are so multifaceted like ask me anything else about what's going on in my life uh to uh, as opposed to like do you have a man like do you have kids i think the asking do you have kids is very personal like you don't know my reproductive health like why are you over here asking me i could be struggling over here trying to have a baby like you don't know that um it's just so personal like <laughs> When I pop up pregnant, then you can ask me. <laughs> One of my friends, she, I guess, felt the need to apologize. She had never asked me this, but she said, because of me, she stopped asking her nieces about that. She's like, you're so right. Every time I see them, that's like the first question. because she's married. Um, she has four kids. Um, and she's been married, especially in this community, uh, Desiree knows, everybody gets married at like freaking 18, 18 right after 17. right after they walk across that stage. Um, it's marriage central for them. And they, they're um, a lot like a huge abstinence based, mm -hmm. like, so yeah. everyone gets married, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
a lot of toxic purity culture going on here in this community. But yeah, so she and I, I was like, listen, whoever gets my message and it brings change, I love it. Cause I'm like, yeah, you're going to, unfortunately we just in the past would take it. Um, well, and it but drives now, people into like bad relationships because mm -hmm. they it puts that sense of urgency. Yeah. Like I gotta do it right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so um, Adriana, last but not least, and then of course we have more in the conversation, but you, um, I remember in our discussion, you said, and, and I and I picked this one inten intentionally, is that the word? With intention, whatever, because this is all of us, I feel like. Um, and so all of you will probably have something to say about this one, but you said when you were younger, you learned about relationships, dating, marriage, by watching movies and TV shows. Yeah, do you remember that comment? And what do you mean by that? What did you learn from TV that love was supposed to be? Unfortunately, I do remember that comment. You had to bring that up. <laughs> but I mean, I grew up watching Disney, of course. So I loved Cinderella and Pocahontas. And so I had this unrealistic reality that some man was going to swoop in and he was going to save me from my ugly stepsisters and like save me from this spell of life. And he's going to put the glass slipper on. He was just going to take me away and we were going to live happily ever after. So that was my um, unrealistic reality. Um, so yeah, so Disney, we need to talk because listen, that's not reality. And there's nothing wrong, wrong with my life or I do not need saving. But yeah, that was certainly where um, the first idea of love and marriage came from was I thought that I was Cinderella preferred the brandy one actually. Okay. <laughs> Well, well yes. right, exactly. And that is so true because in movies, they show this is this is the formula for like movies, romantic comedies. It's you two somehow meet, whether it's because you drop your post-it note and you pick it up and he's picking it up at the same time. You guys meet, lock eyes, all of these emotions happen, you start dating, then somehow the guy always Fs up in some way. Then to get her back, to woo her back, there's this big gesture dancing in Times Square for you in a flash mob or whatever. And then she forgives him and it's happily ever after. It, am I right? Is that not the you, point? You know which one like always stuck with me? Like I'd always pick it up in movies and I thought it was normal. Is that like, that like hating the guy that you end up with is normal. Yes. Like when you first meet them, yes. like, you hate them, yes. and then yes. and then they change, and now you now like they you changed them, and now they're this good guy all of a yes. sudden that they were never good before you. Yes. Yeah, and so that stuck with me. I don't know. I felt like that was like in a lot of movies where it's like, oh, we hate each other. Oh, yeah. we love each other. That is where I think we all got the idea that we could change him. Cause you're right. It's like, yeah. oh, I hate this guy. And now he becomes a guy who really likes, he's into books or something. And now we're together. So um, that's that, that, and again, that's where, and we're already nurturers. So it just taps into that part of us where we're like, oh, he'll change for me. I'm the one, I'm the yeah. one. Yeah. Um, all right. So I want to go around the room again. <laughs> Kamara says, sorry, you guys, that was a lie. Um, she <laughs> Adriana, but yes, um, uh, definitely a lot. Okay, so this is a comment, and whoever wants to go first can go first. This was a comment that one of my cousins posted. And I had to slap myself in the face. I said, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> like, this is so true, especially for me, 
who I was in 2017 and pre. And I think Cameo, you know. Well, I sent I sent you guys the email, but uh, the quote is: "You literally don't have to lie to women. If she likes you enough, she will lie to herself." Who That one. Slap yourself. Because I was like, right, like, I was like, oh my God, they cracked the code. They know us. And this is why they're allowed to play us. So I want to hear what comes up for you when I say that. Des, we'll start with you. Um, what comes up when I say that? Do you feel like that statement is true? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm like naturally optimistic. So I always do that. But my boyfriend is like um a former f boy yes and so yeah. i'm constantly asking him like yes. like into his psyche of like why would you do these things or whatever and he's like you know yeah if a girl is desperate enough she will she will do anything to make it work so you can tell her straight up like i don't want a relationship i just want to do diddle bits and she'll be like yeah of diddle course bits. you know so <laughs> yes. i it's it, it oh, there's so much truth. I right. feel like y'all have some <clears throat> juicy like thoughts on this. I want to hear everybody else. I know. So Adriana, I feel like you chomped at the vents, and then Cameo, because I know that yeah. Cameo, you saw me tweet this, and Cameo was like, "What?" This <laughs> so in the heart. I know, Adriana. You can go ahead and go first. What comes up for you uh, if you're just tuning in? The quote that we're talking about is, um, "You literally don't have to lie to women." If she likes you enough, she will lie to herself. Andriana. I just feel like that you didn't have to yell. Um, that was really hurtful. Um, you could have like told me that personally. You didn't have to tell me, you know, in front of everyone. So, <laughs> but no, like that, wow. Like when you said it, I just, I I took a big gulp because it's, it's very true, you know, and it's not only she'll lie to herself, but you know, unfortunately we don't believe that we are worthy of respect. Um, we are worthy of, um, just, we don't believe we're worthy. And so that lie just comes from us just not believing in ourselves, us not having that own self-worth. And so, yeah, I just, that, that quote really took me out. <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, post that on my wall somewhere, but yeah, it just, it definitely resonated with me. Um, it's, 110% truthful. Um, I can't tell you how many times that I've lied to myself when I was told the truth. You know, he, like she said, he told the truth. He didn't want a relationship. You know, he didn't see this going anywhere. And even the things that he didn't quote unquote, quote unquote, say, he didn't answer the phone. He didn't call back. You know, those are all things that he didn't say, but he said it. And so I was, told the truth and it was up to me to you know like you always say when a person shows you who they are believe them and so they're showing you who they are they're showing you all these red flags and you're just like i'll take that red flag and that one and that one and that one and it's just like because again because it goes back to well i think i can change him though well and we've been so. told since we were like babies like oh if he kicks you in the shin it means if he says he doesn't like you he actually really does yeah. if he's mean to you he actually loves yeah. you like yeah. oh you're so cute yeah. he's picking on you the, he must like you that grooming <laughs> that we get at five and six and seven when we come home or come come inside from recess and yeah that that is the um message that we get 
Uh, so cameo. Girl. Yeah, yeah. When I saw it, I said, "Ooh, that's that's what that ooh was." It was ooh. It was like one of those <laughs> because it did it did hit you. It did hit you in a in a certain type of way. And I think honestly, the reason. So I do think it's true. I also think it goes both ways. Same thing when a guy really likes you, he'll 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 take it. He'll he'll take a lot of mess. Um, however, I think for women, it hits different. Because we are, just like you said, we're groomed for certain things. We're groomed uh, for this idea. Um, I call it the beauty and the beast. That because I'm so gentle, because I'm so kind, he's going to unpack and unfold from this beast into this charming prince just for me. So I stay there. And I love, I'll put love in quotes, and I love him through it, right? Um, and these stories are also very much um, lifted in media, you know, um, in blogs and articles, but also in our entertainment that I stuck, like, what is it? Bridgerton, um, that I think everybody watched. That's still kind of like the beauty and the beast story, right? Because she stuck around when this guy essentially treated her like crap, you know? Um, but we all fell in love with it because the brother was fine. Brother was fine. You know, um, (laughs) he is fine, but that's another thing. (laughs) He is fine. We will put up with it more, right? Like I truly believe what I experienced with my abusive ex, I would not, I would have cut it off in two weeks, two months if he was not as fine as this guy was. The hot ones are harder. (laughs) Like they are used to like having like being held at very low standards. Yeah. So like they're the hardest ones to like, they got to get there on their own. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it is just, there's so many examples, and if you um, if you're watching and you ever listen to my podcast, single you the podcast. I mean, I just talked about um, me, and I think I even said this. Shout out to Zuri Hall. I was just on her podcast, ha- uh, Hot Happy Mess, um, and she was not dumbfounded in judgment. She understood, but she was just like, "Wow, the things we do to try to keep a man," because she was there as well, but. He, I remember I went down to Atlanta to visit him and he worked, long story short, he worked at a bar. And when I would go to Atlanta, I realized now in retrospect, I have best friends who live in Atlanta, some who went to Howard and I would never call them. And in retrospect, I know it's because I was embarrassed about my relationship. But anyway, so I, I went to go hang out with him at, at the bar. And this, <clears throat> this Negro, listen, he asked me to sit at the bar so he could watch me because he was a security guard at the bar and he wanted to watch me to see how I turned down men. And I did it because I thought, so here's the lie that I was telling myself. If I prove to him enough that I'm not this, because he would always accuse me of being a cheater, being sneaky, which mind you, in retrospect, now I know that he was cheating on me the whole time and that's called projection. Uh, Tatiana, yeah, girl. Yes, we listen as as we get to know each other. You're gonna hear all these stories, and so again, the lie that I was telling myself is if I could just prove to him that I'm not sneaky and I'm not a cheater, then he this will finally get this happily ever after that society promised me. So let me just morph and do whatever he says because I allowed him to set the rules because I wanted that relationship so bad because he was fine. I was 32 at the time, no kids, never been married. I was sick of people, you know, so many things and so many layers. And so- in love with like the potential of the relationship. That potential was 
strong. Yes, go ahead, Cameo. <laughs> because because I feel like what, what you're talking about, a lot of us deal with is it's that whole potential factor. Again, I think that goes back to the fairy tales, but also in terms of how we're groomed, this idea that they will change, not even not even for us, but that they're eventually going to evolve into this greater man that maybe we'll meet a, um, what's the guy's name? Because he just had an article in um, Exo Nicole, uh, Ryan Coogler. And he talked about, that is the, the filmmaker for Black Panther. And he talked about how his wife how his wife believed in him in the beginning. But I, now, mind you, I didn't read the article. I just read the headline. <laughs> That's what we tend to do. But the, he the headline reminded me of, again, those same articles that tell women to stick around with the guy that has potential. Those are the stories that get lifted. Those are the stories. And, and then on the flip side of that, you hear this demeaning, almost violent rhetoric towards women, specifically Black women, when they choose to set their standards for you need to be established. You need to have, you know, your ducks in a row. And so it's like you're in this in-between space and because you want to be that loving person, because you want to be accepted by your peers, because you want to be right. And um, you, you do accept that potential. And you think if I just wait a little bit, Little baby Ryan Coogler gonna turn into big Ryan Coogler, but but you really realize brother ain't worked on the film since uh since high school, you know. <laughs> but I think that's a part of the we are definitely taught to hold on to potential versus taking them and understanding them and even loving them exactly where they are. Yep. So I um, I want to hear from Carla and Tatiana about that. If you have something to say about that quote, I would love to hear from you. Um, but before before we do, I want to, uh, Adriana, my cousin, Dwayne said, you know what? It's okay, Adriana. You live and you learn. Just be sure to just learn. Apply. One of the biggest mistakes I've seen women make is trying to change a man. Do not go buy, uh, do not go buy a broken car and try to fix it by a car that works. Listen, my cousin Dwayne, he up in here preaching. Um, uh, so shout out to uh, uh, my a good man, a good cousin of mine, one of um, my male cousins. So Tatiana, do you need me to read the quote again? In fact, I will, just in case uh, yeah. people are just tuning in. So the quote that we are dissecting um, and discussing is, you literally don't have to lie to women if she likes you enough she will lie to herself. And I want you to understand that I, we are not talking about 15 year olds. I, I have clients who are 42. I have a woman in my singleness is not a punishment group who is 62 and she just learned. So some people never learn. Some people and some people never learn. So I don't, whoever is listening to this at the time that you were watching this, whether it's on the replay, whether you're listening on Single You, the podcast right now, I am not judging you. I've been there. And so that's why I understand you and I see you. Um, and this is why God has put me in this position to be a light for single women, for the women who need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. So I don't want you to be embarrassed that you are 35 and you're still doing these things. What I want you to do is hear it and say, that is me. And now I need to change. And it's not enough to have knowledge to change. You actually have to apply. You only change by doing. And so I want this to be an open door for you to send me a DM if you're watching this or hearing this and you're like, I need some coaching. Um, because if you don't know, I am a, a coach, right? A certified coach, AKA 
um, the single girl's life coach. And I help women discover their worth so that they can stop tying their worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. So this is what I do. And with that, Tatiana, go ahead, girl. <laughs> Shameless plug. Had to plug myself on my own platform because I just felt like the need. I just, I don't want women to think that I'm judging them. I don't care how old you are. This could be happening to you right now. So Tatiana, go ahead. Exactly. Like that was, that was good what you said. You have to put that out there. Like, yeah, it's okay to unlearn. It's okay to take the L because sometimes our pride will get in the way. And that's another form of self-deception that keeps us in these relationships with dusties, um, which is one of the, the words that have been floating around the internet the last year or so. I think this, even with the whole conversation about what a high value man is and what isn't, it kind of it's like there's so many voices out there that are kind of like telling you what you should want. But if you don't do the work to know what it is that you really want and what you need and the God, the God standard for a husband, you're going to have all these different voices in your head that will kind of confuse you. Right. And kind of like deceive you to thinking that the person that's in front of you with um, his potential, but nothing's acting on it like he's the one and then on top of that you add in our hormones our emotions um our un undealt with lessons from childhood all those things can be voices to kind of keep us staying in something that that god intended for us um i know i've been in a relationship like that before and i called it um getting too much of not enough and I was just kind of like sticking around with someone who wasn't doing great on the communication tip. It was feeding a lot of the abandonment issues that I had in my life. And I didn't realize what I was dealing with on my own to really to really get a comprehensive look at why I was accepting that kind of behavior. So it's just a reminder to us all, like, doesn't matter how old you are, like, there's always something we can learn about ourselves. And that's the beauty about being single, because the more time you take to be on your own and to learn about yourself, the more you can have those revelations that God can give you, like, okay, wow, this is why I picked a guy like that. This is why I stay longer than I need to. This is what I saw growing up. This is what I'm, you know, recycling. And how can you break the cycle? You know, how can you make better decisions? And um, God is not mad at us. He loves us so much. He wants us to get it right. So thank God for the Holy Spirit. Like he's there to teach, correct, convict, not condemn, but to provide that guidance like, baby girl, that's not the way. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you just got to invite him into your walk, especially with the relationship thing. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would add to that. And while you were talking, I was thinking of this pillow, the <laughs> happiness over history pillow, right? Mm -hmm. Like we continue, the reason why we will choose history over, <laughs> the reason why we will choose history over happiness is because we're lying to ourselves. It'll get better, it'll get better, it'll get better, it'll get better, it'll get better. Um, but if he's not showing you those actions toward it getting better, then we need to learn when to exit. Um, and that's fair, that's your own, um, understanding of what true character is. As Maya Angelou says that I always say, you know, when people show you who they are, believe them. And once we understand character and life, then we are able to see sooner rather than later, like, oh, he ain't, he, okay. Kind of like what Carla did that we talked about last week, Carla, with you and your uh, boyfriend that you have for eight years. 
you were able to um, see uh, almost immediately like, oh, he's not growing with me. We're not journeying together. So this relationship is done. Um, and not that you call him a bad guy. Um, every guy who's not for you doesn't mean he's evil or bad or it was an abusive relationship. Not everybody goes through what I went through, what Adriana went through. Um, not everybody goes through that necessarily. Like that's not everybody's story. So I want you to understand you watching this, um, that not every guy is for you. Not every guy. And not every guy is also bad. So Carla, what comes up for you when you hear that quote? You literally don't have to lie to women. If she likes you enough, she will lie to herself. I think it's such a good, it's such a good quote and it's real. And I feel like I just want to tell the women who are raising their standards you know that when you raise your standards, you're going to have to block out a lot of these F boys, okay? You're going to have to block out a lot of friends. You're going to have to block out a lot of people who are going to tell you that what you're asking for is, is too much. And so then, because if you don't block them out, then that's when you are starting to lie to yourself about who this guy is. You know... I always feel like guys go for exactly what they want. You know, like a guy is not like, I'm going to, this girl, like, you know, it could be like a crackhead on the corner and a crackhead is still trying to holler at a woman. <laughs> like, you ain't got no peep. Like, how are you hollering at me? Like, <laughs> men, no, no matter what men, men have the audacity to go after whatever it is that they seek that they want but women you know we we act like we don't have the audacity to go after what we want and we settle and then everybody is telling us that what you want is too much like well you can't get what you want and it's like no we got like kevin samuels like you know that that dating coach we got him talking all kinds of crazy rhetoric and we are believing it but when i say these same things to men then they're looking at me like oh who do you think you are that's like who do you think you are like you are trying to come up into my life disrupt my life disrupt my peace like i'm gonna have to have some standards and some um boundaries over here and i'm gonna have to tell you i'm gonna tell your homeboy i'm gonna tell your mama like i'm gonna tell all y'all and I'm gonna, like you can't you can't tell me anything anymore so i just want to say to the women that you know like stop stop lying to to yourself and you know have the audacity that these men are out here having like if they don't have anything else they have the audacity and yet we are over here acting mild meek timid and not believing that we deserve all these things and i know for me i i tell guys like look i'm not dealing with that i'm not going to deal with that i'm not going to deal with that like they're like you're not going to find nobody with kids yes i am <laughs> like not every man has kids yeah, you yeah. know <laughs> like the, what I'm asking for is not unattainable. It's just not you. And that's okay. You know what? That's I, I love that you brought that up because we were just having this conversation. Yeah. But it's like my my situation, like I have two kids. Um, I come from like a broken home. I did not want to be like, you know, it's so hard enough co-parenting one set of co-parents. I didn't want to do it with another. So I wanted somebody who was single, but I also don't want any more kids. So I was like, this is something I want for my life. And like, 
if I don't find that I'm okay with it because I'll just wait until I don't have till my kids are grown and then and then I'll find someone who doesn't have kids because I don't want any more kids and I don't want to raise any more kids. Right. And I actually have somebody who doesn't want kids who accepts my children and everybody told me, dude, you're not going to get that. That's too much. You're asking too much. And I was like, okay, well, that's what I want for my life. So if it doesn't happen, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But yeah. I, I just, I decided I, I wrote it down. We wrote down lists of like what we wanted out of a partner. And yeah. I wrote down, I want someone with no kids who accepts and loves my children and who doesn't want any more. And I got all of those things. So if I can get it, y'all can get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get whatever you accept. Right. And so that's why when Carla, you said have the audacity because people would tell Des like, how dare you? You already have kids and yeah. you're looking for somebody. Like, that's a little. Yeah. Can but, you just. Right. But what I love about you your want, you knew like, okay, yes, it may be harder and I'm okay to wait till I'm 50 if I meet a guy, you know, at that age and maybe his yeah. kids are now 25 or whatever. Well, that's how much it like, means to me. Mm -hmm, like, I, yeah. I just knew, I just knew, I just know what that situation looks like. It's not something I want to do. Yeah. So, you know, and doesn't yeah. hurt to ask the, you know, yeah. God for it, the universe, whatever, you know, yeah. Buddha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that and, and that's what we get a lot, um, Tatiana and Adriana and Carla and Cameo. We don't have any kids. And so I know for sure that me and Carla don't want guys, uh, don't want guys with kids. And people will tell us that all the time. Well, you're 37. So more than you're going to everybody your age has kids. And I'm like, I'm looking at four women right now my age who don't have kids. So that means that there are men out there my age who don't have kids. Or and I'm also children. right. And I'm also. Um, okay with never being married like okay if god if that's not god's will cool but i'm not gonna okay so um we'll go around the room adriana we'll start with you um i don't know if you had time to think on this but um how will you know if a man loves you that's everybody's question and then as you're talking i'll be pulling up your website um have you thought about that or are you in a space like i don't even want to think about that right now because i'm living my single life and i'm cool but how will you know if a man loves you? Somebody asked me that in Clubhouse yesterday, and I was like, ooh, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. So, um, yeah, so go ahead, Adriana. Okay, so <laughs> that's a great question. Um, I have a two-part answer. So the first part is, of course, you know, scripture-wise it says, you know, love is patient, love is kind, love is not boastful. So, you know, when I compare him to what the Bible says that love is, then I will know that he is a man of love. However, currently right now, I'm working on loving Adriana, so I'm, I don't... I don't want to say I don't care if a man loves me, but that's not my focus. Like my focus is, do I love Adriana? When I wake up, am I happy with me? When I look in the mirror, can I say that I love me? Can I say that I love, you know, these new stretch marks? Like I'm focused on loving me right now. So I can't really say that I can fully answer that question because I'm currently in a space of just loving myself and loving where I am in my journey and in my season. So yeah, that's not really a focus, and I, I really, I really don't care. Um, but if I was to ask myself that question, then it would definitely have to be compared that to scripture and what um what love is and what the Bible says the love is, and does he and can he align to what scripture says? But currently, right now, I'm worried about loving Adriana. So, 
Adriana doesn't care if a man loves her because Adriana wants to make sure that Adriana loves Adriana. So I love it. And that's okay, right? We're allowed to be in this space of like, I don't even, I'm not dating. I'm I'm cool. Like I'm off. Yeah. I'm not doing that right now. I'm not dating. Um yeah. it's okay to be successfully single. Carla and I had this conversation last week. How she's like, oh, she's super happy. And Carla, yeah. you're yourself, but you're super happy. But you're like, I desire a husband. That would be nice, but I'm still chilling. So Cameo, the question is, how do you know when a man loves you? Um so I wrote down two words, right? The two words I wrote down um, are uh, sacrifice and priority. Um, and and I'm hesitant to like to be so confident in that because confident in that because I think love looks different for different people. Um, but when I think about, I, I heard this somewhere; it just resonated with my spirit. But it's just like when anyone sacrifices for you on any level, right? And I know this is like, it could be a platonic relationship, but when anybody sacrifices for you on any level, that's a form of love. And so also when we think of one of the greatest forms of love, um, for me, it, it was sacrifice. And I'm not saying he has to give his left arm, you know, for me to, to show me he loves me, but I think it's going to show up eventually somewhere in the relationship um, that you are willing to do some things to, for the greater, um, you know, for my, for, for, I guess, yeah, for me to, to show that you, like you sincerely care for me. I don't know if I like the phrase more than you care for yourself. Um, but I think I get the sentiments that you basically, you really, really love this person. Um, and you want, and you have their best interest at heart. And if you could help them without harming yourself, I think maybe with the exception of your child, um, you know, you would you would do that. Um, and priority, I think priority shows love too, um, yeah. that you prioritize prioritize me. And so that's, I mean, just off the cuff, I think that's that's what I think about. I mean, I think about my love languages too, because if you just feed me sweet potato pies and you talk to me, I would probably fall in love with you in like two seconds. So <laughs> married babies because you gave me sweet potato pie. I love it. I love it. What is your love language? Is it acts of service? Um no, it's quality time. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I've gotten in trouble, but it's quality time. <laughs> right. Um and so that's why he could feed you and talk to you because that'd be quality time. Look at that. I love it. I love it. Okay. All right, Carla, now we can go to you. So how will you know if a man truly loves you? Um, that's such like a loaded question. <laughs> but if I had to describe it, I would like to say like comforts. I find comfort in, in him. Um, and I, uh, I find comfort in myself. Um, especially with, you know, like building this brand and really being very visible. I feel like, um, uh, a lot of people, men and women, um, can, can love fly Carla as opposed to loving like Carla, like this is who she is. Um, so when I am able to be completely comfortable, um, and I find comfort in you. Um, I think that is going to be what I view love as 
And then I, I like what Cameo said about priority. Um, yeah, like, am I a priority in, in your life? And um, I think that is, that's love to me. Like you are making me a priority in your life. And I, and I feel it, I receive it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, my cousin, Elaine, says, 53 no kids, we all have <laughs> So, So that's just another, um, just another pin in that don't let people tell you um, that you're too picky. You can get whatever it is that you want, but also have the mindset like, listen, if it's not God's will for my life, oh well, I am still worthy regardless of my relationship status. Nice. Um, let's see. How do I know that my man? Yeah. You know if a man truly loves you. I know it's so deep and I definitely want to have this conversation again because I'm like, man, um, that is so deep. So yeah, whatever is coming up for you right now. Go ahead. Um, I remember the song that Torin Wells has called Love is Action. Um, so I think about it like action. I like consistency. I like commitment. I don't want to hear your words. You know, the Bible talks about, um, I think it's James 1 and 22. Uh, don't just be hearers of the word, but do. <laughs> I need some follow through, you know? So the consistent, loving actions that show me, like, that you're here, that you're present, that, um, you know, those things will speak to me that is love, especially over time. Because you can keep up and act for only so long. But, yeah, <laughs> after a while, you're going to get comfortable but what happens when you are comfortable are you going to be a counterfeit or are you going to be who you really are and then we can like focus on building from there you know so i, I kind of look for that i love it and if you approach it with data collection you know dating to me is data collection and you take your time that's when you can figure it out but it's the falling in love with two weeks for me where i'm like Wayne says, yep, he'll show you with actions that he loves you, not his words. All right, guys, this is why I had all of you on the panel, because all of you are extremely dope to me. All of you are living a successful single life. But is there anything else that we missed that you wanted to say in this moment right now? Uh, I did want to say something because I heard all of your answers mm -hmm. about how a man, how you know a man loves you. And I think they're all so important. All of those are so important. Mm -hmm. I will add one thing. For me, this is my first relationship in seven years. I was single for seven years. So for me, how I know that my person loves me is he respects my boundaries. Um, and he listens to me when I, when I communicate to him my needs in a relationship, he listens. And so, and, and then he follows through with action and consistency and all of the things that you said. But for me, that's how I knew the difference between a narcissist who's love bombing me and this man who is my person is that he respects my boundaries. Um, because I've had all of those things that you guys said from, from, a, from a narcissist, um, but he did not res ever respect my boundaries and never listened to my needs or wants in the relationship. So give you food for thought. <laughs> I just want um like the single ladies who are who are watching you know just live your life you know like and <laughs> have fun in the process you know like your your life is more than your relationship status you know 
and get to the point where you are healthy and whole um, so that you can look at all relationships, all your interactions with men through a very emotionally healthy lens. Um, cause I, and I, I think that takes learning. I think that takes some maturity. Um, but once you have gotten to the point that you are healthy, um, you are working through any blockages, you're working through any trauma, you know, you definitely start to see, um, relationships differently. And then you can actually have fun dating, you know, like you are leading with emotions. Like you are literally like, I know we had said before, like sometimes I just want to go out to dinner or bowling, you know, it can still be fun and enjoyable um, when you are just healthy and happy and whole and you are looking at it through a very emotionally mature lens. I really appreciate you guys and we're gonna do more of this. So thank you so much for staying up with me. I appreciate you. Um, yes, hold up the pillows one more time. So my pillows, this was, if you're just tuning in, my pillow launch party, yay, Tatiana's is on the way. So if you're looking at her screen like, where her pillow at? I didn't forget about her, it's on the way. Um, but these are on sale now. These are on sale now and I'm gonna put the website on the screen. And with that, I will say goodbye to everybody. So bye, Tatiana. Bye. bye. It was so nice meeting Carla everyone. And Cameo. And all right. So I just want to, what did you take away from this conversation? Again, I know that I'm in a season to help you um, understand that singleness is not a punishment and that you're worthy regardless of your relationship status. So the website on the screen, um, please go to. Okay, and you can purchase a pillow. They are live. They have a scripture on the back. It's my little message to you. So think of them as um, affirmations and um, for your home decor. And so I'm gonna answer the question. That was a good answer and you can add to it as well, Des, if you want to. Um, when they asked me this question in Clubhouse, I was like, oh my God, that was, I guess I don't really think about that. I know what I want to go. I, I know that. think about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So my answer is this. I know that I have a lot to learn about romantic love and, and what that looks like. Well, I'll say in a romantic setting. But for me, I will know that a man can love me because I believe love is a choice. It's an action word. For me and my life, I would want a guy who knows God. What that looks like, I don't know. It's not about him going to church every Sunday. That ain't got nothing to do with nothing. My abusive ex knew the Bible backwards and forwards more than I did because he grew up um, Jehovah's Witness and he still was trash. <laughs> so it's not about that. But I need to know that he has a relationship with God. So I know that he will choose to love me in the way God asked him to. So I need him. That's the foundation of him. Um, and then, of course, my love language is acts of service. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I just need to know at the core of him, his relationship, his first priority is his relationship with God. And that works for me. But it's something that I challenge you um, as a woman and a man, whoever's watching this, to answer. How will you know if somebody loves you? Well, and like we, you know? we we talked about this too with like how, like I feel like it's also important to know like how he loves other people in his life and how, and if he loves himself. Exactly. There's yeah. a big difference between I love you 
and I need love from you. And mm -hmm. I think that's where it mm -hmm. gets confused is that people will think that they love somebody, but what they actually mean is that they need love from that person because they don't, they're not full of it, full of love for themselves. And I think one of the things I love about Anthony is that he is so full of love. He's like a puppy dog. Like he just wants to love everybody. And he's just a very loving person. And he's so full of it. It overflows. And, yeah. you know, it's fun. yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's the same with me. I just love everybody and it overflows. But then the, for me, the biggest thing is, yeah, just respecting boundaries. Because for me, that's that's the hardest thing for me is to set boundaries. So if I'm with someone who doesn't respect my boundaries, and it's kind of a known thing in my house, you like, you ask me three times, I'm probably gonna say yes on the third because I just hate saying no. <laughs> right, so. and that's good that you know that about yourself, right? Like, if somebody keeps pressuring me, I'm gonna do it, so I need a man who doesn't pressure me because I don't wanna be, I don't want yeah. it to become unhealthy, so that's beautiful. I think it's gonna be different for everybody because you mm -hmm. have to know yourself and what 100%. love looks for, like, for you and what you can handle, Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And one more disclaimer. I will never tell you I'm an expert in this area. I am just speaking from my lens and what I learned by being in an abusive relationship, by not knowing myself, by not having self-love for myself and not knowing how to set a boundary to save my life, girl. So just remember that I'm speaking from my lens. And after 18 19 years of radio. September of 2020, I stepped down from my full-time radio job to focus on what God is calling me to do in this season. And this is it. I'm called to guide you, girl. I'm called to guide women who need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. That's what I'm here for. So if that's you, I want you to share this episode, especially if I say something that resonates with you. Share it with a girlfriend. Sharing is caring. Also, can you subscribe to this podcast? You will be notified once a new episode drops. So definitely subscribe and rate. Rate this podcast. Okay, please. I don't know if you know how much it actually helps like a host like me, an influencer, how much a rating, a share, a like helps us. So please help this small business owner, me, Rika, that's me, <laughs> by rating this podcast as well. Lastly, my intro. Here's a fun fact. It comes from my old morning show. I used to have this morning show on a station here in the Tri-Cities called Power 99.1. And my friend, my co-worker, one of the greats in production land, James Tyler, he had made that for me for my morning show, the Just Me Rika show. And I was like, yo, on my podcast, I need that intro back. <laughs> And he made it for me. So thank you for that intro. Thank you for the production, James Tyler. Uh, of course, it was inspired by Beyonce's Flawless. Yeah. All right, girl, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Single You, the podcast. And we'll talk on the next episode.